You're listening to the Give Me Five Podcast, episode 157. This is a Side A episode. This is the Give Me Five podcast, a semi-entertaining show about some very entertaining things. So this is a side A episode, means we're going to talk about pop culture, entertainment news, movies, music, books, Florida, whatever kind of caught our eye this week. My name is Billy Football Star, and I'm joined by an overly sexed co-ed. Ooh, can you throw that ball to me? (laughs) And a nerd who kind of looks like Jubal's. Yeah, baby. <laughs> a less handsome and dashing version of our beloved friend Jubal's. This week, we're going to talk about the Amazon Prime series Truth Seekers, the Netflix movie Nobody Sleeps in the Woods Tonight, and a new release game, Cobra Kai, The Karate Kid Saga Continues. Ooh. Guys, this is a review show, and there will probably be spoilers. We'll try to avoid any major twists, so if we're talking about something you haven't seen, read, or listened to yet, then use your own discretion. Gentlemen, what do we have for news this week? Well, there was a big one, and it's an unfortunate one. We'll start it off, I guess, with some sad news. Oh, I think we're going to keep it going with some sad news too well (laughs) but this past week we did lose an entertainment icon we lost my personal james bond he he will always be james bond to me i don't care who else plays the role sean connery epitomized the role of james bond Mm -hmm. and he passed away this week unfortunately well i mean he was 90 years old Suck it, Trebek. <laughs> oh, man. Those were the, the best. Uh, yeah, Sean Connery, very sad to hear, but, I mean, he 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 lived a lot longer than a lot of other people. Yeah. Uh, he certainly accomplished a whole hell of a lot, but, yeah, definitely, definitely see it. sad to see. Um, Father of Indiana Jones um, and so many other roles passed mm-hmm. away. Zardoz. And that actually was my favorite Indiana Jones movie, the one with him in it. Mm-hmm. That yeah, was three. by far the best one. That was three. What's that? That was Indiana Jones three, right? Yeah, yeah. The um, with the the big tank sequence and the we <laughs> we called the dog Indy and all that stuff. Yeah, a good movie. Uh, I, I still I was shocked the first time I ever saw the Zardoz image, and I thought it was fake. Also, Sean Connery. (laughs) (laughs) Also in news, I saw recently that EA, our our absolute favorite gaming company, (laughs) is apparently losing the loot box battle in the Netherlands. A court ruled that uh, FIFA 21 Ultimate Team loot boxes were in fact gambling. And they're being fined up to like 
I think it was 500,000 per week until they removed the loot boxes. They, they plan to appeal, but I mean, honestly, 500,000 a week is nothing when the loot boxes have made them literally over $6 billion. Just in, just in the Netherlands or worldwide? <laughs> that I don't know. But I do know that that the loot boxes from FIFA 21 Ultimate Team, I believe the article said, from that specific game alone has netted them $6 billion. That's crazy. And it's totally it's totally fucking gambling. I don't understand how they can get around that because you're you're paying money to take a chance to get stuff that's impactful for I mean it's not like you're just getting cosmetics that don't affect gameplay or anything. You're getting stuff that you need to be able to compete against other players. Uh, so it's like better players or skills or yeah. kicks. The, the uh, only way that you can get the best players in the game is through the loot boxes. Which is uh, kind of bullshit. Yeah. At least that's what the article insinuated. Well, not insinuated. They did say that the best players that you can use in the in the game against the computer and against other players are in the loot boxes. So, yep. screw EA. <laughs> that's where they get you. As I have a, a little bit of unfortunate news to, to carry along with that. All good things it. must come to an end eventually. So says the developers of Friday the 13th, the game. A game that honestly hung on a lot longer than I think anyone really expected. At Didn't we just talk about it not too long did. ago? Yep, we sure did. What, I'm assuming it wasn't just released then. It was not. No, I okay. had finally gotten around to playing it after wanting to for a very long time. But the developers today, Gun Media, have announced that the game's final patch will be on the way this month and it is losing server support and uh, being put down a slow, sad, painful death. The game has been in a lot of trouble since legal issues uh, began between the creators, depending on who you side with uh, no new first. It was no new content would be developed because of the legal issues and now it is unfortunately no longer going to be supported by gun media uh, which is very unfortunate because it was a lot of fun and it would have been even better had they released more content for it uh, more game now, modes yes now does that mean that it won't be playable anymore it will be or playable um only through peer-to-peer quick play and private matches for now Okay. See, I, I always wonder about that. With games that require dedicated servers, I mean, when the server goes down, the game is lost, right? You you can't you can't play a game anymore if it's strictly an online game. Is 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 Friday the thirteenth strictly an online game or is there like game content that you can play off your system? It is strictly online. <sighs> yeah, See, unfortunately, what's... what what's really unfortunate was the uh Grendel 
spaceship map from Jason X had to be scrapped uh, recently, mm. which would have been amazing. Yeah, game crippled by ongoing legal issues plaguing all things Friday the 13th, uh, beginning in 2018. Slow, sad death, and hopefully, um, hopefully, hopefully that shit gets resolved soon because that is a franchise that deserves to keep going. Uh, unfortunately, mm-hmm. it's fun, fun, fun game. But uh, if you have it on Xbox, at least, you know, maybe we, we can play together. I don't have an Xbox. And we can't. I'm talking to our players <laughs> out there. there you oh, go. Hit me up. Gamertag Lim from Lim. Nice. And that, that, that always sucks. I mean, I, I hate the idea of buying a game and then not being able to play it because the, the studio either shuts down or doesn't support it anymore or whatever. That that does irritate me a little bit. Yeah, it hurts. No worries with any, me with anything, movie streaming or anything like that, where it's mm-hmm. where you don't actually have the content. It's like you got to stick with Amazon, I guess, because they're not going anywhere. It's a wonder that that thing kept kicking around for as long as it did. Mm-hmm. Honestly, and and for twenty bucks, uh, it was a lot of fun. Freaked me out when Jason came out. Shit. <laughs> Jason, not a Florida man. Fair enough. He's not. Not. He, well, he, he might be. There is a Crystal Lake. But there is a Crystal Lake. But we do actually have you said a Florida man who I did. A butt Florida man. <laughs> so that means it's time for WTF or Welcome to Florida. And our story this week, Christ! I just read the headline. So our story this week comes from the Miami area, and the headline is: Florida man paid one hundred and fifty dollars for full contact experience and ended up mauled by a leopard. So is this full contact experience? Like, like he was going to get a hand job and then a he, low job. He, and then have sex with the leopard. He paid or, for a full contact experience, meaning that he was going to be able to get into the cage with the leopard, give it some belly rubs, get some selfies or some pictures with the leopard or whatever. So Dwight Turner apparently uh, paid this guy who had a leopard at his house in a cage. Sure. You know, yeah, sounds like it sounds like a great plan. They should make a documentary movie about that. The <laughs> Michael Poggy, 54, arranged for him to play with it, rub its belly, and take pictures on his property in Davie. And after he unlocked the leopard cage, he and en- the Dwight Turner entered, sat down on a bench where the leopard promptly growled and attacked him, biting him on the head and the ear. He's undergone like two surgeries because the thing ripped <laughs> his ear off, ripped his face off, and shit. It was. <laughs> And you know the 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 ongoing joke is that well you you know you you paid for a full contact and that's pretty much what you got. <laughs> that is what leopards do. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, Poggy was was issued two misdemeanor citations for allowing full contact with an extremely dangerous animal and with maintaining captive wildlife in an unsafe condition, causing extensive damage. Uh, yeah, I. I- Oh, God. You, 
you can't fix stupid that that just yeah let me go to this dude's house and go play with his leopard <laughs> what man no that's probably not a good idea yeah i i i don't really have any words uh, there's a reason zoos don't let you do that <laughs> true there's a a joke that people put on red on reddit or twitter it says i never thought my i never thought leopards would eat my face sobs woman who b- voted for the leopards eating people's faces party and like when i saw that story about i did see that story i'm like yeah that's definitely going to get to be the florida story of the week if he finds it all i could think about was the, the- guy got a leopard to eat his face Oh, you you saw this story and and figured I would pick it. Is that what yeah. you're saying? Yeah, yeah, kind of kind of ridiculous. There was another one, but that other one didn't win over this. This one was just kind of stupid. <laughs> that's really stupid. Yeah, I mean, that's what you get. So, Dwight Turner, you are this week's WTF. You're a mm-hmm. fucking idiot. Good job, Dwight. You're listening to this. Uh, speedy recovery. Hope. Uh, Hope everything goes back where it's supposed to be, but you're a fucking idiot. His wife apparently had to fold his scalp back up on his head because it was hanging off. Ugh. So, you know, it's not $150. Uh, it's only $5, and we promise not to eat your face, but we have... Well, a- no guarantees now, don't. Speak don't go crazy. We have a Patreon. And for $5, you can join us in our chat room. You can help the show. You can learn about what movies we're going to watch, uh, learn about movies we're going to talk about on the other show. We're gonna, we can do a top five list about you. There's a bunch of cool stuff that you can do. You can check it out at patreon.com slash podcast. It helps us out a lot. There's a bunch of other tiers. Check it out if you like the show. For $150 a month, I'll eat your face. There we go. I'm, I might assist. <laughs> I'm good. See, thanks. Yeah. For $150 a month, I will eat Greg's face. Wait, what? Me too. For $150 a month, <laughs> once a month, you will get to watch myself and Rob eat Greg's face. Not happy about this. Wear it like a turkey. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, what do you say we talk a little paranormal activity? I think we're both kind of off with. I I don't think that was the right tune. No, that was X Files. Oh. And I wasn't expecting to whistle there, so my, my lips were dry, so it wasn't a good whistle. But that's okay. You better put some moisturizing chapstick on there, because I don't want yes. no dry lips when I'm chewing on them. <laughs> God. Okay, let, let's... I, I believe you are teasing the truth seekers. Is that what no, you are doing? No, I'm teasing there? you. Oh, okay. Because I'm not chewing your face. Not nice. Uh, Truth right. Seekers. It's yes. a new show on Amazon Prime. Yes, and it is. It showed up on October 30th, and I watched it on October 31st because I still wanted a little bit of that taste of Halloween. And I was like, October what is this? October 31st was still Halloween. Yeah, it was after like all the festivities. 
So it might have oh. been November 1st. Oh, okay. So I was like, what? What what else could I watch? And then I saw this, and I'm like, 30 minutes? Yeah, that's kind of – I could do that for one episode, of course. Mm-hmm. I had no idea anything about it. Nope. I didn't know who was in it, and I it started. I realized who was in it, and I'm like, yes. Yeah. So it stars uh, Simon Pegg, Nick Frost, Samson K.O., Emma Darcy, Malcolm McDowell, and mm-hmm. uh, also in one episode uh, – uh, oh shoot! I forget her name now. Uh, the woman that is uh, in Brave, the voice of of the ma- the main character in Brave, the voice uh, of Merida. Yeah, she's in really? an episode. She's in an episode. Nice. But I haven't gotten to that episode yet. I'm only on episode three. I think it's four or five. Either well, way, I'm on episode four. I just finished episode three. Gotcha. So. Uh, it is a par- uh, the synopsis is paranormal investigators set out to film ghost sightings, but as their supernatural experiences grow more frequent, they begin to uncover a conspiracy that could bring about Armageddon for the entire human race. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. So all of us have watched a little bit of it now. Yes, I have. Okay, well, what do you think? Uh, I mean, I, I I'm enjoying it. it's. I I mean, three episodes in, it seems a little slow. Yeah. But I uh, I can I could see it picking up later. Yeah, it it seems just in the first few episodes, it takes a little while to get to the main storyline. Mm-hmm. Um, would you agree with that, Greg? I do. It. I would. I would say the first episode was almost a slog. It was that slow. Yeah. I mean, character development, character building, mm-hmm. hopefully so for, for something that's going to be back. I mean, this was, you know, a, a small time investment for me and, and very enjoyable. Um, you know, initial impressions, I, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Some kind of funny coincidences with some things that I was, I've been doing um, and and we'll get to that, Greg. What do you think? Uh, I really liked it. I've been kind of juggling. I, one of the questions I wanted to ask you guys at some point when we do one of our patron shows was, "What two genres of movie would you like to like combine that really hasn't been done yet or isn't done all that frequently?" You know, like paranormal uh, westerns. Like it's done, but not super frequently, kind of thing. Like. I was thinking about talking about that at one point, and then I saw this, and it's not only does it have some actual spooky parts and some, like, legit uh, sci-fi tropes and things, it also has some pretty good comedy. Um, Not over-the-top comedy like Simon Pegg and and Nick Frost are used to, Mm -hmm. but I thought that it, it was a really good combination, and it actually got chills at the end of the first episode, actually. Yeah. Like, like ah. Yeah. Uh, at the end of the first episode, was that, was that the one where the dog where lady, the dog? Okay. Uh, yeah. This series is, um, sweeter than I expected. Okay. Uh, not as full on Simon Pegg, Nick Frost, mm-hmm. but also, a little spookier than I expected. I mean, that I, wig looks horrendous. That wig is spooky as shit. Oh yeah, and Simon Pegg. Oh yeah. man, and they they addressed it immediately. Yeah, which was great. Yeah, 
Um, that's so funny. But yeah, some of the, the things that kind of happened when I was um, watching this episode two deals a lot with, well, the, I mean, they talk about it in the first and, and the second, but the number of stations. Yeah. Um, I, and they, they talk about the spotters World War two on the coast of England. Just that morning, I was watching World War II in color on Netflix. Ooh. And that's nice. what I, I, I fell asleep. But that's the section I woke up and they were, they were dealing with on that. So when I put that aside and I, I started my, my true secrets binge, I was like, holy shit. That just, wow. I just saw that today. And then, of course, my favorite, favorite uh, thing about it were, was the uh, prong cocktail crisps. <laughs> They're better than they sound. And ever since I was introduced to those, um, I have not, well, I, I have not been able to get enough of them because you can't get them in the States. So uh, prawn cocktail, they obviously are shrimp flavored prawn. Yeah. Do they actually, do they have like cocktail sauce flavor too? No, <laughs> no, um, are you sure you can't get those at Epcot? I want to say that I've seen them there, like in little bags i'm I'm sure you can at Epcot um I can't afford going to my like Epcot, but just to get some tater chips I've got uh my family from the u k comes over once a year, and I always uh we always place orders. And that bring an entire suitcase full of prawn cocktail crisps. I, I, that was supposed to happen very recently, but it's not going to happen until December. Um, I have one bag left in my pants, <gasps> and I'm I'm mm, I I fought like hell um, against the urge to eat those things <laughs> when I watched the the episode. But uh, yeah, it's a, it's a lot of fun. They always do really fun things with food. Simon Pegg and Nick Frost, like a mm-hmm. some sort of food that kind of carries throughout different episodes of things or movies, um, like the Cornetto trilogy about the ice cream. Um, or they had the ice cream in each one of their uh, movies, Shaun of the Dead and so on and so forth. Oh. Um, they call it the Cornetto tri- trilogy because in at least each one they eat a Cornetto ice cream or something like that. Uh, those guys are best friends. They haven't worked with each other for seven years um, because Simon Pegg kind of went off and did Star Trek and we caught got more famous and they've all been doing other things. Mm-hmm. Um, but the movies that they're in together are so great. Oh yeah, definitely. The last thing I think they did was the end of the world. It was called, um, I was the really, the, end of the world or something. Some, or the, the, the bar was called that, but the name of the movie was just whatever the title was. Oh, okay. uh, I was really surprised to see Malcolm McDowell in there. He's kind of a big name actor. And he's, he's pretty, like big, he's big pretty classic actor. Funny. Yeah. Hilarious. As the father. Yeah. <laughs> I, I laughed my ass off at the scene where he couldn't figure out the filters. <laughs> what, what the fuck is that? Macking is macking the um, you know like Snapchat filter where you got right. the dog ears or something. He's bunny. Oh yeah, and he accidentally uploads it. Yeah, he's making a YouTube response video to someone, and uh, <laughs> if the filter comes up. He's got little bunny ears, and he stands up. He's not wearing any pants. He has a little puppy bunny tail. Poof, and uh, he, he uploads it. He's he's just kind of like the the technology, um, illiterate 
uh, yeah. grandpa and it just oh man the the very first scene i i completely forgot his name was attached to this the very first scene you would see him just kind of when he's coming down the stairs it's hovering blurry body uh behind nick frost and it's he's coming he's going up and down on the um the, the stair, stair chair stair elevator thing yeah, it's so funny. I thought it was supposed to be a ghost at first. I'm like, is this another one of those yeah. shows with hidden ghosts? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, oh, and 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 they got to the argument, and Nick Frost just sent him back up the stairs really slow, and his dad's like cussing him out the whole way up because <laughs> fuck control the you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The 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 overall story. There's a little bit of a kind of a part of the story where Nick Frost's character has a channel, like a YouTube type channel called Truth Seekers. There's another character um, named Elton John, which I think it's funny that no one ever says anything whenever he says his name. No, someone mm-hmm. did. Oh, did someone? I missed it. At one point, Nick Frost did. Yeah, he. They're going to. They're going inside that person's Holly Manor. Yep. The and the dog lady. He says, "This is my partner, Elton John." She's like, "No, it isn't," or something like. Well, no, no. He said. He goes. He goes. This is my partner, Elton, and oh. he didn't know his last name. So he looks over at him, and the guy goes, John. And he goes, wait, really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he's, he's kind of the, the everyman that is slowly getting into this. He's supposed to be like a, a broadband installer kind of learning from um, Nick Frost's character. And, and, and I think we're going to find out later on that he's a little bit more sensitive than what we're led to believe. Mysterious pass. Yeah. yeah. I think so as well. Uh, he, d- there's a lot of hidden rooms in this show, which I think is kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I've legitimately, when when we were doing work on the house, was trying to find a place to put a hidden room, or at least like a bookshelf that slid out of the way, but Ooh. we couldn't do it. We couldn't do it because like all of our walls are too short. Mm-hmm. But you just didn't, Rob. Enough. You should do that. I do totally it. want to. Yeah, do it. But um, it, it's it's also a lot more believable set in England where, you know, people might have that kind of shit. Yeah, the houses are like, you know, 600 years old and shit. Yeah, true. Um, it's just a fun, it's a good watch. It's fat. The episodes are 30 minutes long. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got, if you like spooky stuff, it's got that. If you like X-Files type stuff, it's got that. It does have that British sensibility, like a Doctor Who, just not way out there sci-fi. Um, it does have uh, – there's a, a little bit of a different tone. You can always tell when you're watching British shows, they the characters interact just a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always, like, noticed that just any British show, people seem to just be more open with walking into people's houses. And, like, even on regular TV shows here, they always, like, ask, uh, can I check out your kitchen or whatever there? They just kind of, like, start going places without asking. I've noticed that in, like – Doctor Who, I've noticed it in, in this, which is kind of a weird little thing. Well, as uh, who's actually been to England, I can tell you that that's just what you do. Ah, there we go. You just you just walk in other people's houses. So if if you guys um, ever go to the UK, just uh, walk into random yeah, houses. Just go ahead; it's totally fine. Awesome, sweet, sweet. We're going to get arrested in England. Tell them, tell them um, I sent you. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I, some tea. I love it. Yeah, I, I really like the show. It's it's fun. It's uh, I was very happy to find it. I haven't watched all of it yet, but I'm that's because I am rationing it out to myself yeah. to it's, keep myself it, sane. For me, it's had some moments. I don't know that I'm completely sold on it yet, 
but it has had some moments that the the scene at the end of the at the end of the second episode was actually kind of touching so sweet right yeah i was like okay i didn't expect this damn yeah now i'm crying with the is that the numbers guy yeah yeah the the soldier the mm-hmm. hero and the professor yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah, it was super touching. I was like, oh, okay. All right, I can I can deal with this. I want a plunger. Yeah. Uh, ah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So let's move on to yeah. our next topic. Sure. Uh, I have no idea anything about this, so I don't have any idea about either of the last two things. So you guys argue. I, I did watch this today. Good. So you're not going to be alone on this one, Jimmy. All right, cool. So- I'm going to shut the hell up and let you talk. The that thing that we're talking about is a Netflix film called Nobody Sleeps in the Woods Tonight that I'd heard about some time ago. It sounded intriguing. Um, and then I noticed that it, you know, of course, it recommended it to me. Thanks, Netflix. So yeah. that film was released on Friday the 13th of 2020 in Poland. It is a Polish film. The platform it was released on here just recently is Netflix. It's starring. Good luck. Uh, some Polish actors. <laughs> uh, Chicken shit. Julia Venava. Michael Lupa. Okay. Victoria Gashivska. Stanislav Shivka. Sebastian Dela and Gabriela Muscala. I did my best. I'll buy it. All right. Thanks. The uh, movie is about a group of teens who are addicted to technology, attend a rehabilitation camp in the forest, but a sinister force there intends to take them offline forever. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. This movie is a a good old-fashioned slasher film with a bunch of characters that you just don't give a shit about. Pretty much. Uh, for me, um, had some okay character effects. Yeah, some some. Meh. They it, what this film to me was. Greg, what's that episode of the X Files with the um, the brothers? It's called Home, right? Mm-hmm. The Pigeon Pigeon Brothers, something like that. Pigeon fam. Uh, we just talked about it the other day. Yeah, I'll, I'll look it up. Did. But that's uh, this is a, a, a film, and I, I don't really know who the intended audience was. If it's supposed to be a film about the dangers of being addicted to technology, I think it misses that mark a little bit. I don't. I don't think that's what it was. I think it was just a a good old fashioned slasher flick. Yeah, but uh, the Peacock family. The Peacock family. A uh, couple of couple of fun kills in this one yeah um there there were <laughs> i'm surprised and and well and one of them was it was a rehash the sleeping bag yeah very friday the 13th ish yes it was uh so um yeah it and and with all of that said, it's also a little, uh, I would say supernatural, but it's not really supernatural mm-hmm. there. You stayed, you stayed through the credits, right? Or you saw the extra scene yeah. at the end. 
where where they don't die. Mm-hmm. They come they come back, but I guess that's because they they've been controlled by like some kind of alien entity. I think is what they're going for. Yep. The the two brothers find like a meteorite, and when they're kids, they take the meteorite home and they put it under their bed. And during the night, it cracks open, and basically, like they're they're uh, possessed by this black ooze or whatever. They bleed out of their eyes and stuff. Bleed out their eyes, and you know it made it deformed them, gave them boils all over, and I guess it made them freakish, freakishly strong. And they eat raw meat. Doesn't matter what it's from humans animals whatever they eat it raw right off the bone so it i yep. mean it was it was it was okay it was kind of a pretty straightforward slasher flick um right. they it and it and it had like all the little all the little caveats from or all the little points from a lot of the horror films that we watched growing up i mean it was very friday the 13th ish was also it also had some aspects of scream i mean they kind of referenced scream mm-hmm. with the the whole uh, six sins of horror films or whatever that it, that the kid talked about yep um so you had you had a little bit of scream in there you had a little bit of um Obviously, Friday the Thirteenth. You know, Michael Myers did just—I mean, just just all of it. Um, I think there was even a dream sequence in there, wasn't there? I don't—I don't know that it actually meant anything, but yes, yeah. The the girl was dreaming about the car crash, right? Which I mean, it—I guess meant something in the sense that it's—it's it's kind of revealed what happened. Right, but I don't know that it actually caused anything to no, happen. I don't so think that, so. that wouldn't be. But um, yeah, there's a killer in the woods. There's a bunch of two killers, two killers in the woods. A bunch of kids. Um, they take technology out of their hands, which I think is is really hard to do in modern horror mm-hmm. unless you place it in uh in a different era. Because right. you're you know now if you go out into the woods, I mean. Somebody's gonna have signal, you know, call the cops or so. It, yeah, it, it was it was definitely a much more plausible scenario. Yep, given given the situation that they were in, which was uh, what was it called, Camp Adrenaline? Adrenaline. And how 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 effed up was that camp counselor who was giving them the speech? I was they, like, really? They were all really awkward. It, they it's it's going to be super awesome. I was like, okay, yeah, they were they were weird, and it was a it was a nice touch. I mean enjoyable like you said i think worth a watch but not not going to be the first i i'm not telling anybody to rush out and see it but wouldn't no. get around to it if you've got nothing else to do yeah it's it's worth a watch I'm good what was back. what was your what was your favorite kill uh sleeping bag sleeping bag yeah sleeping bag it I'm a sucker for people getting, you know, punk ass kids getting stuffed in a sleeping bag and, and getting beat up against a tree. I I have to admit, my favorite was probably the one that surprised me, but it surprised me because there was like no reaction that it had. You know, I, I would have expected a little bit more reaction from the kill. It was when the guy the guy was talking to the girl <laughs> and he turns around and the and the tree branches like through her face and out oh. or through the back of her head and out her mouth. I thought the f- I was like, 
I would have expected a little bit more noise, maybe him noticing without, you know, just kind of continuing the conversation, you know, maybe some splatter or something. I don't know, but that, yeah. That, but then he like picked her up like she was on a pike and just threw her down. That got, <laughs> down a, good, embankment. That got a good chuckle out of me. I, I really appreciated the, uh, the follow-up to that. So the not disposal of the body, but the kind of hoisted up on a pike through the back of the head and the, the, you know, hulking behemoth kind of lifts her up and just kind of shoves her off the end of it. Her body just kind of flops to the ground. And yeah, uh, yeah, that, that was pretty funny. Cause it was this like sweet, like heart to heart moment. And you, you might've, and then she's got a tree in her face. <laughs> uh, so yeah, pretty decent. I like the core effects in it. Yeah. So if you're looking for like a, a basic slasher flick, I mean, that's essentially what this was. Yeah. I would say check it out, give it a shot. Maybe you'll like it. You know, it, it's pretty straightforward though. It's it it didn't it didn't suck, but you know, oh. it is what it is. Better if you speak Polish. Yeah. And <laughs> did you notice? Did you notice the? Because um, I was trying to read the subtitles. It, it, by the way, it does have subtitles, and it is dubbed. So you can listen to it, but the subtitles are still there. And the subtitles don't always match. No. <laughs> and there was one point where I kind of had to chuckle a little bit because the the guidance counselor or whatever that was taking him out into the woods said something like, oh, well, you know, we'll be protected by the forest gods. Mm-hmm. And that's what the dub said. And she she pointed at this little talisman that was on her chest or whatever. It was like this hanging talisman. It was a bunch of wrapped little things hanging from her shirt. You know, we'll be protected by the forest gods. <laughs> I could have sworn that the subtitle said, said, we'll be protected by tater tots. By tater tots. Yep. By tater tots. I'm pretty sure that's what the subtitle said. <laughs> we'll be protected by tater tots right that makes me feel safe I, al- I i i always heat up tater tots in my house just to leave them laying around yeah they're uh they're a award now so it it go ahead i was gonna say is it time to talk about uh talk about a video game Okay, I was going to say if there was anything else that you wanted to mention, but well, we can... There there were a couple of cool references to some films that I love. Uh, some American Werewolf in London references. Mm-hmm. Some references to Terminator. Sarah Cox. There were. There were. So I, I really appreciated that. Always do. I did. I, I, it, and it wasn't... It didn't seem like it was... Like it was forced, like they were trying to throw in American culture references. Ah. Um, so I, I mean, I appreciated it. It was, it, it was decent. Yeah. Now, but oh, we can. If there's nothing else, we can move on to the uh, to the video game. I don't have anything else unless you do. No, no, I think we pretty much hit it all. If you're into priests with ball gags, check this movie out. <laughs> Why did he have a ball gag? I don't know. <laughs> that was super weird. Yeah. That was a uh, nobody sleeps in the woods tonight. Okay, sure. Really into priests with ball gags. Rob, tell me about Cobra Kai. Well, Cobra Kai, 
the Karate Kid Saga Continues is a video game that was released actually on uh, October 27th of this year. It's out on PlayStation, Xbox, the Switch. You can find it on all the major video game platforms. And essentially the game is a side-scrolling beat-em-up video game based uh, based on the series Cobra Kai. Now, I was I was curious about it. I, I've really enjoyed the show. I, I have to say, I, I've enjoyed Cobra Kai. I'm very much looking forward to the next season when it's released on Netflix. This, this game is essentially a throwback style game. So if you're looking for a game, the likes of, you know, the new Spider-Man game or Avengers, th- this isn't going to be the game you want to play. This, this isn't for you. This is for this is for old guys like me and Greg who grew up playing the old school TMNT arcade game, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles arcade game oh. or double or double dragon. This feels a lot like the TMNT ar- ar- arcade game and double dragon. So if that's what you're looking for, you really need to give this game a shot. It does have a bit of customization for the different characters. And it has two separate storylines. You can play as either the Miyagi-Do dojo or the Cobra Kai dojo. And each dojo has four separate players in their dojo. And you can switch between them at any point. You can switch between them on the fly as long as you've gotten to the point where that character is unlocked. That's pretty cool. And mm-hmm. there is actually a a special ending if you play through all the missions with both with both sides. Cool. And there there's also things like special challenges that you can do for rewards. Uh I mentioned that there were that there were upgrades, did I? You can you can actually upgrade your characters and take them down whatever path you want. And it is one of those things where each you can upgrade them differently each time depending upon your playstyle. <laughs> so like you unlock a skill and then you can unlock a bonus for that, but but it, you get to choose like one out of four. So you can upgrade like like higher defense or more critical damage or whatever you know whatever your playstyle happens to be, and your character will be different if you upgrade them differently. Now it is multiplayer compatible, but I believe it is only local multiplayer. You can't multiplayer online, I don't think. That's a bummer. It is. It is. And the game itself is a little bit more expensive than I would have expected. The game itself is 40 bucks. Mm. However, I mean, that is somewhat offset by the fact that you have two playable campaigns with a special ending for completing both. So it's almost kind of like you're getting two games. Even if it is even if it is a a, a punch and beat 'em up, you know, side scroller that you know, it might get repetitive, but like I said, each character upgrades differently. Each character has their own upgrades and each dojo has their own upgrade. So you can, you can upgrade your dojo to give all the characters in that dojo, the bonuses, and you can also upgrade the specific characters. And like I said, there's challenges that you can complete to earn you bonus points to upgrade the characters and stuff like that. Can, so, can you, can you get the skeleton costume? I don't know. I don't know if they have cosmetic upgrades for the characters. I haven't seen anything that that would lend me to believe that they have cosmetic upgrades, but the skeleton characters are in the game. Oh nice. Or run around as like a shower dude. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't I haven't seen a shower dude yet. I would always be that dude. 
But like I said, I mean, if you're looking for something along the lines of Double Dragon or maybe Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the arcade game, this is totally for you and you should check it out. Awesome. I'll have to let you I'll have to let you play it or at least watch me play it. The the one complaint that I do have about it is that it's super easy to get hit. And the controls are I, I haven't quite figured out the sweet spot for the controls yet. They seem a little a little clunky, a little slow to respond at times. And like dodge or block or something. Yeah, but that could be just because just because I haven't figured it out yet and I'm a bit of a button button masher. Hmm. So you are a bit of a butt masher. I am a bit of a butt masher, but I'm enjoying it so far. I'm, right. I'm a couple of, I'm a couple of boards in and I started with the Miyagi do dojo. So I'm playing with Daniel son, Robbie, Daniel son, Robbie, Sam. And I think who's, who's the other one? Dominique Dominguez or whatever. That the, the girl. Or no, Sam is the girl. No, nah, I was talking about the other girl, the uh, like the bigger girl. No, she's, she's Cobra Kai. Yeah, yeah. After. Uh. <laughs> oh well. Anyway, well, I think that does it. Short and sweet. Jimmy has drawn us a penis. Did not. It's a, it's a beautiful looking penis. It's, it's nice and veiny. It's good work. She said, "Can't prove yeah. anything." Anyway. If you want more of that riveting penis and talk, you can check out our Monday Side B episode where we're going to talk about the pinnacle of killer turkey movies. Thanks, Killing. Thanks to mm-hmm. Rob. Yeah. You're welcome. The pinnacle go. Being we're going to number one because go deep. There's a number two and a number three. The, I don't believe there is a number two. There is no number two. There is a number three, though. God, of course. It is thanks killing and thanks killing three. There is no number two. Oh, of yeah. course. In fact, if you watch the trailer, they kill the second movie. So it says it's the movie so violent it killed its own sequel or something like that. Oh, that's amazing. That's anyway, uh, we're going to talk about that next Monday. And uh, we're going to do our Give Me Five Question of the Week. You can sign in to figure out what that is. If you want to contact us, you can email us at GiveMe5Podcast.com. You can check us out on Facebook. Uh, Search the Give Me 5 Podcast. Twitter and Instagram is at GiveMe5Pod. And uh, remember, one way to help us out that costs you nothing other than a little bit of your soul is to give us a review on iTunes or whatever podcast service you are listening on. It helps us out big time. Thank you very much. And... You can also check out our website, GiveMe5Podcast.com. There, you can access our store there. There's a bunch of other things. Slight correction. The email is GiveMe5Podcast at gmail.com. What did I say? You said you can email us at GiveMe5Podcast.com. Oh. Yeah. I'm tired. Look at Malcolm McDowell. From <laughs> I'm very, very tired. What the fuck is that? Good morning, good afternoon, and gobble gobble, motherfucker. <laughs>